2: 3dms podcast episode 19 uh sorry we've had a lot of technical difficulties in the last 10 minutes i blame skynet Nacho thinks it's Cylons, but we're here. It I've is, got some bets going It is a beautiful, crisp March afternoon, and we are going to talk about NBCs and the noble class that we found on the internet and Pathfinder and Wakanda and Black Panther and a bunch of things. Not necessarily I'm just a, in that order. I'm just a little stressed out right now because I had to fight the internet, and I won The whole internet.
3: All of it. All of it.
2: Anyways, before we get going, uh, a couple of things to mention. First, we record at the Podcast Detroit Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. Uh, if you want to start your own podcast, come on down. It's super easy, super affordable, and it's a lot of fun to do your own show. Uh, it's Rates are really affordable. You ever want to start your own show and you're in the southeastern Michigan area, check out Podcast Detroit. Really fun to do. Also, we are doing a giveaway once we get to 500 likes on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 3 podcast. Uh, we are going to give away a book to two lucky people who have liked our Facebook page. We aren't counting follows. We are counting likes. So head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 3dms podcast. Give us a like. And once we hit 500, we're going to pick two people and we're going to send each of them a book. Um, no special edition of your choosing, no special editions because we're not going to hunt stuff down on eBay. All right. Now that that's all out of the way. Whew. Let's talk about Black Panther guys because that was a great movie. I'm yeah, sorry, I'm still a little I need to I'm trying to get my Woo-Saw back after Woosah. Well, you can't you can't play with your earlobes, but yeah, I know, I know.
3: With the headphones on now. But Black Panther is real good. Y'all should go see it. I loved it. Yeah.
2: I have nothing to to Yeah, no. Yeah, so, Paul, uh, earmuffs so you miss any spoiler material. So <laughs> if you're watching and you haven't seen the movie yet and you really want to see it, uh, just turn your volume off for, uh, let's call it two minutes oh. and then – We'll do our best not to spoil it, but
4: yeah. you, you know how sometimes things slip out. So
2: really quick, um, just diving in to how cool this movie was for D&D stuff. Uh, as a longtime comic fan and as a longtime fan of Black Panther, they did an amazing, an amazing job making Wakanda feel alive. Oh, yeah. Like, as somebody who's always loved the comic books and, like, the structure and the way they always did everything with Wakanda and like a lot of the Wakanda centric storylines. It was really cool to actually like see it and believe that if I was lucky enough to be born in Wakanda, I could go there, but I'm white. So that would never happen for me. Um, now that being said, uh, a couple of things I want to talk about from that movie, cause they're really good and they re- pertain really well to D D. Um, first being Killmonger, uh, shout out to Michael B. Jordan for just, an amazing job playing the best villain that Marvel's got in the like actual movie universe or one of the best. I'm still very partial to Abomination from the Hulk movie with Edward Norton, but
4: yeah, that 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 was a good villain, but Michael B Jordan's performance it actually sent shivers down my spine as I was watching him just bring Killmonger to life.
2: Yeah, bring Killmonger to life, but Oh, the Philadelphia Killmongers, of course. No, it's uh it's the Oakland Killmongers. Damn. Yeah. And of the family.
0: I um, hope
3: you noticed that his outfit was rather based on one of Goku's costumes
2: Vegeta.
0: Vegeta's. Or Vegeta, costumes, I beg your right. pardon. But no, yeah. it's, based on it's okay. We'll one of those guys. Whatever. We'll I read a whole you. article
3: about yeah, that. We, we, right.
2: we had a whole long argument right. about DBZ. Our friend
3: co- Lupita Nyong'o looked great. Y'all. But
2: um, no, but talking about, because I mean, our last couple of episodes have been about villains specifically. And so, um, talking about Killmonger really quick, like, everything we said in our episodes about villains, like, He's doing the exact definition of like a good guy you can have sympathy for. Correctly, um, you know he ultimately has his motivations and everything that drives him are like they're against the players. They would be against the players if we're counting T'Challa as like one of your D D players. And yeah, I don't like know, your main character, yeah, yeah, like as one of your yeah players. And then somebody's playing Shuri and somebody's playing. Oh, God, what's Nikia. her name? What's, yeah, what's the general's yeah. name? Um,
3: the general's Otoya.
2: Yeah.
4: But um, checking. I, if you look at his uh, motivations, it's not evil. It's no, we want to go out there. We want to actually help these people that are that have been disenfranchised. Okay. Yeah. the The way he's going about it, yes, it does involve a lot of violence, which makes him a good villain.
0: D and D in general has a lot of violence in it. Sorry but to, yeah. his motivations,
4: if you're looking at it from his side, he is he could honestly be considered a.
2: Neutral or chaotic, good character. Yeah, if you know, if you were to run a campaign based on Kill, well, no, I'd still probably put him more at a lawful evil. No, I put him at a true neutral. If we were to give Killmonger like a, maybe a neutral evil, because he does
4: well. I, I was looking for the good because he's trying um, to take care of those
2: that are. Unable to take care of themselves, but at the same time, there's like, but there's he does. A, there's a lot of collateral damage yeah, for if what if he does. Yeah, and if you're looking at it
4: care. from outside, then yes, do, you do could you get that evil or neutral. PCs? So,
2: really quick, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Like he kills his girlfriend. Like just you know, kind of shoots through, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I got to do this to get clue." And she's yep. like, "Yep, no, nope, I get it." And you know, just blows his girlfriend away. Uh, end of spoilers. But like, it's little things like that. Like, he's still evil, but there's a lot of people who really, really like sympathize them. Yeah. So, moving on. Um. Well, oh, Jesse, you and I are going to have some words next time you show up to D uh, and <laughs> I am. I am going. We are going to. We are going to have a gentleman's discussion over a glass of whiskey. Um. Moving on, though. So Black Panther. Oh, another thing about
3: about feudalism. Oh, yeah. No,
2: that's I guess that's the last thing, too. Yeah. Uh, If you want a perfect example of how feudalism is great and then can be like just
3: super dumb, (laughs) super
2: bad in like just like five minutes.
3: That whole Black like Panther. coronation yeah. scene, yeah, with the waterfall, super great, costumed awesome. You should always have a ceremonial thing at a dope waterfall lair. But also, yeah, if you have and my
2: secret
0: volcano lair,
3: exactly. If if you're a water themed, you know, person instead of fire themed, not be. But oh. yeah, if if you have a structure in place where somebody can challenge the legitimate heir to the throne and they win, well,
2: can oh. work really good or really bad. You <laughs> also, get to see both. Yeah. Also, in closing. Uh, Every time I see my coworkers drinking something, now I do have a penchant just to go. You will now have the powers of the Black Panther stripped away, but harsh. I can't help it.
3: Also, uh, I'm super glad Vine is alive and well in Black Panther with Shuri representing <laughs> that. What are those?
2: Yeah. Also, yeah, they still
0: have Vine in Wakanda, but that's enough about Wakanda. See, that's that's how we know it's truly a magical wonderland. <laughs> yes, yeah. <because they> <laughs> yeah. Vine, they, Vine,
3: yeah. Vine Star, and Disney Princess Doctor Shuri. Yeah, Vine <laughs> never died.
2: Okay, but moving on. So we scoured the internet. Did we uh, well, not yes. really, but yes. very briefly, scared. Scared. Yeah. very yeah. briefly. So last couple of weeks, though, I've been seeing a lot about this on various Facebook pages and Reddit and stuff like that. And it's the noble class. And so I've put Nacho and Paul all over reading that. So, gentlemen, one second, I'm quickly pulling mine up.
3: We did already have a technical difficulty in yeah, the cards. Yeah. They're reading different. There's turns
2: out there's a couple different nobles. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, a lot of people have been uh, cranking this out as a class. So I'm going to give a brief
0: history for those who aren't overly familiar with it. Um, I'm pretty sure while noble stat blocks have existed since back in first edition, noble as a class existed in third edition as one of the five NPC classes along with commoner, warrior, expert, and adept. So these classes were not intended for players. They weren't very good at their jobs. Um, they got kind of crappy class features, in the app was still a tier three class because it was a caster and caster edition. So it was better than, you know, the fighter and the monk and all that. Uh, but the noble had an interesting set of goals where it was kind of a bad fighter. And I'm glad to see they moved away from that.
2: Yeah. So um, going over this class, it has D6 hit die. That's. what's will talk about that in a moment. What are the, what are the proficiencies? Not a
4: sure. one. D6 hit die. Yep. There are. No armor proficiencies. Sweet. For weapons, you pick one simple weapon of your choice Sick. and uh, two tools of your choice.
0: Okay. Um, hmm.
3: Screwdriver and to then crowbar.
4: For your saving throws, you have wisdom and charisma. Decent.
2: Those are
3: yeah, useful
4: different. against
2: mind control. This is a
0: charisma-based
2: class. Yeah. And then so.
4: for your skills, you get to choose three between acrobatics, animal handling because you have to have a noble steed. Of course. Which I know Jake is adamant against.
2: Not against. It's just it's hard to plan. Yeah.
4: History, insight, intimidation, investigation, medicine, nature, perception, performance, persuasion, or religion. So pretty much all of them.
0: Okay. So the good things first. It already has perception as a class skill, so it's already gone up about halfway. <laughs> like perception is a good are low skill. Here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should note a d6 hit die is very low. Uh, it's about as low as it gets in fantasy. Yeah, vision. that's a wizard.
4: Though yeah. at that Same point, it's with, with a noble. Generally, you're raised in a tower, and you're not sitting out there on the front lines with, let's say, the warriors or the barbarians.
0: Well, I mean, but as I'm sure Helms aware, in most feudal societies. Uh, nobles would expect it to be acting in elite units, yeah, like yeah, in you military would be, service. Yeah, you, you'd you get,
3: would be commanding all your peasants. Yeah,
4: you'd get some experience, you'd, but you'd also your be whole to be life a isn't devoted yeah. to uh, being out there.
3: Depends on probably. what kind of noble you are, well, yeah, and what kind of setting you have. You still but,
4: probably have more hit points than a bard,
3: right? Yeah, you'd probably be at least lifting, even if you're not, you know, plowing the fields.
4: But that does come into the uh, subclasses for noble. Yeah,
3: yes, there
0: yeah, but those don't improve your uh, hit dice. No, not your hit dice. Admittedly, one of the good features that so just um, roll good. the noble has, first of all, is that they add their charisma to their armor class, which quickly makes their armor class quite good. Ah, Yes, that's uh,
3: useful. Because you need that charisma to command people. Yeah. <laughs> Does noble get any kind of like uh, Somehow. Yeah, uh, just, warlord features?
2: Really quick as an aside, yeah, though, that awesome. just cracks me up because I can just see like an orc barreling down at the noble. Axe overhead, and he's as he's about to swing, the noble just turns and smiles at him with perfect teeth, and he just misses because. Do you know who I am? The, the sun glints off the teeth, and so, he's just,
1: oh, oh,
0: okay. Here's a bad thing, though. If the thing that's attacking you has either immunity to being charmed or has advantage against it, they get advantage on attack rolls against you. Oh geez, that seems rough.
3: That sounds um, uh, a especially little because, for example, yeah. all
0: undead are Ooh. now. Attacking an at advantage against you. Well, that's because Elves they're not, not like, oh, that's a lord.
4: That could have political ramifications if I attack them. They're like, right, they I don't care. Are. I'm I'm already dead.
0: Well, yeah, but see, at the same time, <laughs> I don't care giving about them an advantage your to attack you I seems like, teeth. oh, I hate these nobles so much even though I'm mindless scum.
1: Eat
3: the rich brains. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: that, that's because I, I feel advantage that defense is more rough. of a – you just see their um, – Aura. Position, aura of power and position. Yeah. They're nice hats. So then people start to second-guess themselves when they want to swing at them.
0: I know, but I'm saying they get advantage to attack you if they have uh, advantage against char- being charmed.
3: Yeah, that's a little wild.
0: That seems a bit rough. Well,
4: yeah, with, with the D6 hit dice, that could be difficult, but I feel this would be more of a stand-in-the-back-and-support type of class.
3: Yeah, kind of warlord. Yeah, it's yeah. got
0: um an interesting pool system called Majesty. Which rolls <laughs> Where you get lines of,
3: of majesty <laughs> to go with your beefy, big, beefy arm. Uh,
0: well, no, because your arms are tiny and wimpy. Oh, this uh, is yeah, a D, league, yeah. D6 okay. hit die class. Uh, so majesty, just, just the one I'm not know. sure I personally like this. this. Majesty is you roll a number of D4s equal to your charisma bonus, and that's your majesty level until your next short or long rest.
3: What does majesty do?
0: Uh, you can spend it to use your different features. So you have a random amount of your points available to you every time you short a long rest.
4: Yeah. Um, okay. Sure. Just all right. pulling this up real quick. Like you can use calm emotions or command for one of your Majesty points, but it it it'll have the effect of that spell, but it won't be magical in nature. So I assume that means that the the NPC won't become hostile to you because they realize you used magic.
0: Well, you're not using magic on them, obviously. Yeah. So you're just trying to bully them into doing your thing.
4: uh for two, using your wild. Yeah. For two of your points, you can use suggestion.
0: That's pretty scary. But, you know, what are you going to do about it? Um,
3: got to make up for, you know, all that weakness against uncharmable creatures, you yeah. know?
0: Well, another thing that um the noble specifically has going on is they've got an attendant, like a, but- a butler or uh, a batman us, to a do a things NPC, for you. Yeah. Go shopping for me, attendant. Yes, you can also send them Dude, into combat noises. for you. But <laughs> here's my problem: the attendant does not level up as you level up. Oh, so this no. class is going to be quite good at first level and completely useless after fourth level. Let's Where see. Where you're just
3: like constantly shielding your terrible little killer. Well, because your
0: mane's going to die horribly whenever something ble- breathes it. Funny, right? But hey,
4: they have twelve hit points.
0: Oh, 12 hit points.
4: Oh, Almost like you can hit die to a armor class sword of fourteen. Hit.
0: These are not exactly thrilling. Can you just buff the hell out of it? And, and they have a dagger.
3: <laughs> just put on buffs here. Just mage armor. Yeah,
0: this this is a thrilling class feature: the ability to have an attendant <laughs> die totally. horribly for you. Yeah, no, no. Well, and the, and then you just regenerate.
4: get another one in a month's time. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> one month between getting easier class feature. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we can't go to the new dungeon. I don't have my new butler yet. He hasn't come from the butler store yet. <laughs> Return him open. Box All right, too. go wrestle that ogre. What?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Why? Because, because I he threatened me.
3: It's like a bag of rats, but he can carry stuff.
0: <laughs> Be gone, peasant. <laughs> yeah, this is a class feature that I feel like was not playtested <laughs> or somebody have noticed, hey, Didn't, beyond third level, this kind of sucks.
3: Yeah, right? You're just – Well, the attendant, that's
4: more for your uh, RP stuff. Yeah. So let's say – Yeah, but you get that
0: with your noble background anyway. You get two attendants.
2: Yeah, but let's say you want to start – Now you get three. If you go – if you play disposable. a noble with a noble background. <laughs> so, well, here's here's the fun stuff about this class, right? Because I think all of us, like, after going through it, we all agree that unless a player was, like, A, had a really good idea and was dead set.
0: And was willing to suck.
2: And, yeah, and was, you know, well, you know, not necessarily suck. You know, I mean, they're going to be useless in combat. But if you're running a very political heavy game. Then you'd rather be playing a bard. Oh, way. no, well, you'd probably be. Rather be playing a bard, but this is still, there's a lot of fun flavor stuff in here. Hon- honestly, I feel that uh,
4: my bard or the uh, rogue that I played in your evil campaign, I feel like I could have been a lot more dangerous using this class just with all the extra
2: uh, Not magical spells, persuasion type mm-hmm. abilities. Yeah. Um, which leads us to like the ultimate uses for this class. This class, though, like I, I kind of wish we would have gone over it on the villains episode because this class does make a good, like, raising stat block, like a level levelable stat block for a villain. Um, if you know, if you're not running, a villain that's
0: going to run out and fight you, of course. No,
2: no, more. You know, the guy no, who's the one at who the, sits
3: in a tower and schemes.
2: The guy who sits at the top of the pyramid, and you know, you just swap that attendant with somebody who can kick a little more ass just like i don't Twelve know about
0: points in a dagger f- about oh, four brilliant. times
2: about four times more ass
3: you know several just, more levels worth of ass yeah
2: just kicks that much about more about five ass. fighter levels hey, worth of ass you, kicking. you do yeah.
4: still get some healing abilities with it yeah like at level 1 you have encouraging words where take your uh, it would
3: be nice if you could heal
4: <laughs> Take your noble levels, multiply it by five, and then you can give that as temporary hit points. At second level, you could use that to
2: actually heal people. Oh, nice. Mm. I mean, but you restore all your hit points on a short rest. I mean, you do, but at the same time, have you ever had somebody go, I've been stabbed, and you go, no, you're going to be okay. Oh, my God, it closed in front of my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're level 10?
4: Sweet. Here's 50 extra meat points for you, and then the paladin can then use his lay on hands. and, and You know it would be gracious,
0: better than having 50 extra meat points? Having a character with 50 hit points that you could use instead of having those 50 meat points on one character. Yeah. Well, no. That's for healing allies. You can't use that on yourself. I know. Or you so. could just play a fighter and have those extra 50 hit points on your
2: own. Paul, I need you. I need you. I need you to show me the bottle of aid that you chugged before we started this show because we didn't (laughs) see it. Your hatred for this noble is unexpected and profound and a little beautiful. Uh, It's not very good. Paul,
4: invite me into your game. I will play a noble and I will completely destroy your whole
2: (laughs) setting.
1: As Jake
4: found out, you will die. I will destroy your whole setting.
2: It's okay, though. I sweet talk death into letting me come back because he can't beat a 30 on persuasion.
0: He
4: can't. Especially not as a noble with all that extra perks. (laughs)
0: Until you roll a two, and then death just sort of looks and goes, yeah. I'm
4: pretty sure there what was a. playing an, at? Whenever you roll a persuasion or deception check, your result can never be lower than your majesty score, so long as your majesty, majesty. score is six or higher.
0: Wow, congratulations. So. You rolled a six. That's really going to convince them. <laughs> so. The lines oh, wait.
3: Of majesty.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> is that it?
2: You're just throwing yeah. in the towel there, Nacha? Right.
4: Well, yeah, yeah. At that point, when you're trying to convince death to bring you back, yeah, it's not going to work.
2: Yeah, well. Yeah. You know, it's it's still – I like yeah. – I love the idea of – I would of, not
0: recommend this for players. I think it's got interesting uses for NPCs, which is what we're talking about after all.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it does build – like I, w- I want to see more stuff like this. I would honestly would love to buy like a small little book of just levelable NPC, NPC, stat, NPC lines. stat lines. Like, you know, different villain archetypes and, you know, other little things you can do like uh, – a good example would be like a levelable uh, bandit captain, uh, yeah. or, you know. Yeah. W- which you know, you, I mean, you could, you know, sure. I mean, you could do you it on your own, you know, like a little bit of stats, yeah, you know, a little barbarian, a little fighter there and stuff. But it'd be nice. What do
0: you are yeah. fighter rogue? Eh,
2: it depends. It depends on you know if he's a bandit captain in the city, he fight a rogue. If he's a bandit captain on the side of the road, bandit uh, barbarian fighter.
0: High women <laughs> makes sense.
2: Yeah, <laughs> hit me in the face. I dare you. Punch me.
0: Punch me. I dare you. <laughs> do I do it. think again. I think this class is fine. I just don't think it's a very good player class.
2: (laughs) If – yeah. No, I think – I you know, I will will only disagree with you slightly. It depends. It's one of those things where, again, if it's a very political game where fights don't happen at the drop of a hat, then I could see this class being useful. Not as good as a bard but still useful because not everybody wants to be an asshole with a, you know, guitar on their back.
4: Anyway, here uh, we go. Okay. Show show me one example where
2: they don't. No, Exactly. (laughs) No, that's, that's all bards do is they just walk in and they're just like, all right, everybody, that's cool. Um, I'd like to have sex with you, and here's Wonderwall. Yeah, I said
4: maybe. The and then for some reason, as soon as he starts playing Wonderwall, all of the guard captains, all the guards come in, and it just turns into a massive brawl.
2: Yeah, no, I don't know why.
3: Hey, man, but that's fighting music.
2: You, you
1: <laughs>
2: no, bards are just the best at starting problems. Yeah, they are. basically. Bards
0: do not solve problems. They simply cause another problem to happen instead yeah well yeah if you start a bigger fire next
4: to a little fire then the little fire goes out
3: <laughs> it just becomes part of the bigger fire yeah but uh, ah! so so like, besides see, all that
4: gone.
2: but besides all that so uh final thoughts on noble i've already said my piece yeah so okay paul Probably. doesn't like it nacho
4: i i do like it but you'd have to be playing it a like you'd have to have very specific things uh, goals and such in mind when you're doing it right because if you're yeah, not oriented player. towards one thing then it's real easy to screw up yeah. but i feel like if you play it right you can become a power player with it oh yeah you could definitely despite being an assist very well with and
3: you're your glass pet at bc <laughs> at higher levels oops
0: i i dropped him and
4: he broke well if you take a the lineage of diplomacy, you get a guardian that doesn't level up. And Thirty hit points. Thirty-one Ooh. hit points
0: gets mauled by an ogre in two hits. Instead and this of one Ooh. And then
4: you have a squishy NPC with a long sword on top of your dagger NPC, and who's
3: also squishy.
0: So you're saying is it takes an ogre two rounds to kill you with your assistance rather hell than hell. one.
4: Yeah, that's two rounds of dashing to get away from the ogre. It's yeah, true.
2: an anonymous, uh an honest like I think way that would buff the hell out of this class is if they gave it something akin to the leadership feat.
0: yeah just a scaling scaling number of npcs yeah
2: i think that would be a lot of fun something you could like something to do with this is just take the old leadership feat from pathfinder and uh 3.5 and just tack it on to what this class already has because then suddenly um you know and i've or, or that's something could, I've been meaning yeah. to look up to is like a rework of leadership for fifth edition. Not because I necessarily want to u- have it as a thing, because leadership's fun until everybody in your party takes
3: it,
1: and then they just fight. Well,
4: Oops. if they now did we have it twice to where as many they, player yeah, characters. Yeah. yeah, if they did it to where you could just get a discount on your hirelings, make them cost less, that would. Yeah, also well, see, so the
0: problem out. with leadership is it just gave you a character that's two levels lower yeah. than you as like an assistant,
2: and then like they could take leadership. Six other, yeah, and then like six. other – other characters yeah. the chain of command way- gets
3: more of a, a net yeah a chain.
2: but I could I could see something like that for this being a lot of fun because yeah. that is still a like a class that we really don't have in 5e is something that does like just has throw dudes little, at people yeah just throws little minions at people yeah just rally all the peasants make a railgun and yeah the peasant railgun is formed with a bucket of water or a stick or a rock or a rock <laughs> alright all right, so besides all that that's enough. So on. you see
3: One of our earlier episodes, I forget which one, but we go in depth in the peasant railgun.
2: I think that was the uh, New Year's episode. Yeah, I think, yeah, so I think it was too. Yeah. All right, but moving on. Uh, so ultimately, if you want to, you can track down the noble. Um, we will post the link to it if you want to check it out for yourself. Uh, I guess we give it a two out of three.
3: Sure. Yeah. I mean, it definitely really <laughs> seems like two a better NPC it. than yeah. yeah two
1: player.
2: out of two out of three DMs recommend checking out the noble, except for Paul. The but I have my reasons. Yeah, no. Sipping but. on the haterade. So so much haterade. I Moving on to reasons. NPCs, because uh, you know while we were putting the show together today, uh, that's something we realized we really haven't touched on is
0: NPCs who aren't villains.
2: Yeah, NPCs yeah. who aren't villains and useful NPCs. How yeah? How do other people use them, and how do you interact with them? Uh, again, if you're watching this, uh, go ahead and comment. We love to talk to you. If you're you know if you comment on the chat, it. You know, we like to answer your questions live, and you know, have a little back and forth.
3: Just, Jake's not trying to fight with Jesse. I'm just
2: trying not to fight with Jesse because we can do that in person later. Yes, in the parking lot on the moon. <laughs> so NPCs, uh, Paul, you actually said you have a great list of NPCs that uh, other players and other games of yours have sent you. Yes, my players
0: have sent me in advance some of the NPCs that I should talk about, and the first one was um, Magellan an NPC in a science fiction game I was running.
4: Did he explore?
0: Actually, no. He was a prison warden. (laughs) Oh, that's – the
3: opposite. That's literally –
2: yeah, that is literally nothing like I thought it would be. So the very first,
0: I guess, episode, the very first session was them busting their fearless leader out of prison because he had been put in prison on political charges. So they break into the prison and they bust into the security station to deal with people so they can unlock the doors and get him out obviously. Yeah. And the prison warden turns around and is about to say something and one of the characters just instantly kills him. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine a second-level character hitting somebody for 50 damage due to lucky criticals. and That's basically what happened. Nice. Um, he he survived because he was bleeding out when they unlocked the doors and ran off. And he came back later all cyborged up to come threaten them
1: heck and yeah. ask
0: them what the heck – they thought they were doing busting a known criminal out of prison, especially because they'd left a taunting note on his body <laughs> saying that, uh, you know, we telling him to Andrew, think about way. how yeah. he got messed up while he was recovering. And this just kept happening. Things like this just kept happening to this guy. And he kept getting more and more frustrated <laughs> with the player characters. And it, it came to the realization everyone knows that they were the bad guys and he was the hero of this story and he was going to get them eventually. <laughs> Uh, because
3: The long con bait and switch. Yes, he,
0: he had only ever acted in the, the public interest and they had kept screwing him over for no good reason. <laughs> so it, it develops not a sort of friendly rivalry but a rivalry rivalry where they just – when they ran into him, they knew something bad was about to happen because they were about to ruin his life again. <laughs> it's,
4: like, it's, uh, like the- it's kind of like Metal Gear Solid and how uh Snake and then – with both
2: ocelot and miller how <laughs> michael edwards comments that i think you just described the pilot episodes of the 70s BBC sci-fi show blake's seven <laughs> it makes me think of the uh cabbage cart guy from avatar yeah, the last i was about episode. to
3: say cabbages guy oh that best poor- npc <sighs> my cabbages
4: that that poor man
3: that
2: poor poor man but just ruined mcgillen's life <laughs> so hard <laughs>
0: When, when murder they hoboing. broke into his job and burned down his workplace
2: like when murder hoboing goes wrong yeah. yeah right so yeah so that's that's a good example of like an NB like just somebody who
3: like the like the Javert to your party's Valjean yes Yes.
2: Uh, well, you, you, I was more was like I don't huh. speak your fancy French maybe you are <laughs> the from bad
3: guy yeah
1: I was the guy who fights lame uh, uh, Rob
2: oh. I'm more referring to though the, the uh, I mean the lovely conceit that every DM has to deal with at some point where an npc who you just like yeah this is this is rob uh rob rob is a rob is a fisherman oh we like rob the fisherman please give us more rob
3: can we keep him can yep. we
2: keep him can he can he become our pet can we see him all the time hey what's rob doing hey how's rob's family
3: please rob the yes,
2: boat yes i uh i had a similar
0: thing where they ran into um i think it was sheriff samuel who they eventually shanghaied into running several towns because they liked him more <laughs> than any of the other a local is like,
2: okay, Samuel's running it now. Samuel's like 80 years old.
3: Delegation, y'all. he's running it
2: now. <laughs> he's
3: wise. We'll set him up.
2: So, NPCs. Um, let's talk about more importantly, though, when, like, let's go through the process of how we all do our NPCs. Of and, uh, you know, I mean, so obviously there's, you know, random town guys. There's, you know, like, you have some. Usually whenever I'm putting together a game like that's set in a city, I've like got a list of names and a list of positions. And then I just kind of mix and match, mix and match and you
3: you want to bring a
0: list of names that you can just assign to random people,
2: you know, and then try to, you know, just I try to keep it basic with personality tropes and stuff like that. But the real NPC creation, the real difficult stuff comes when. You have somebody who you know or you need to try to make interact with the party, which is a bit of a difficult task to do because you have to, A, force a confrontation between this person and the rest of the party. B, you have to make the party either love them, know that they're incredibly useful, or hate them so much that for whatever reason, they want to see everything that this person has burned to the ground spectacularly.
3: Harsh. But not just regular kill them. Oh,
2: and
4: then you also have to sacrifice – Two goats and a and a uh, cow, so that the party doesn't just run All away fun. and go find Rob the fisherman. Yeah, <laughs> to do
0: that job instead.
2: Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you.
0: It's it's a balancing
2: act. Yeah, no, it is a very difficult juggling act. So Nacho like as <laughs> to eat new probably food. the newest DM sitting here at the table. How I
4: I, I think know. I actually have the most years
2: playing at this table, I so, yeah. but awesome. I have the Possibly, least yeah. amount of DM time. Yeah. So <laughs> have you have you already had this problem? Have you had like oh yeah you threw a plot important DM or uh, DM NPC or something like yeah, that? Like yeah
4: like I've thrown helpful NPCs out there and it's like hey you know what they they can become your allies since oh the whole party they want to sit out here and cause all these shenanigans so okay sweet I'll introduce this NPC
3: this rowdy boy
4: and build it around them so that if they just talk to him hey you know what he'll he's going to align with their goals help them out uh the warlock decided to get NPCs to come with him cuz oh yeah this guy uh-oh. this guy has all your uh, merchandise and other stuff uh-oh walks into the dude's house Immediately starts combat.
1: Oh, God,
4: <laughs> Warlock just barely makes it out of there. They walk into a tavern. The bard's like, hey, I want to play. Make some money. Oh, well, there's already a bard in here playing music. And she became important for a while. Oh, God. They spent about seven hours caring about uh, Jenny the elf bard. One of the guys is like, yeah, in my backstory... The love of my life ran away, and that's Jenny. And it's like, well, crap! Shit.
1: <laughs>
4: you pulled that card early. Um, see, I'm yeah. So it's like,
0: <clears throat> can't throw her right now.
3: We Again, no, her. no plans survives contact with your players. Like, so. no. yeah,
4: yeah. Th- th- this, this, this character doesn't matter. Oh nope! Now this character is important. Hey, we're, here's we're an important. Here's a powerful yeah. ally for you. Oh, we're going to start combat. It's like,
2: well, well, that just sounds like a, a your group problem. <laughs> I mean, I have had well, groups that, like no, that in that the past. A problem.
1: <laughs> It's, a pretty
2: consistent
4: it, it, it's whenever you play this game. It always happens. I've been guilty of it. Yeah. I mean I've probably more than most people at this table.
3: I've spent no, most of my time me a pet NPC.
0: recruiting random people into a mercenary company when they lost their jobs because <laughs> I liked them. So,
2: <laughs> so Paul, um, what's your – let's go through your process on NPC creations and then is there any like NPC that you can think of that you've made that has worked very effectively with the party? A
0: couple, yes. I've, I've run a lot of games, so obviously these NPCs do tend to show up and disappear and show up and disappear. Um, when creating an NPC, there's a couple things you need to keep in mind. You can describe them all you want. But players aren't going to remember that description unless you give them a single like distinguishing feature. So they've got Use a big a scar yeah. or they've got bright orange hair or something like that. Boom. There you go. Carrot top. <laughs> uh,
3: got a beautiful bow tie.
0: So NPCs need to have a major distinguishing feature and they need to have a strong and obvious personality because – While writers obviously can get into nuance, you are describing a story to four people who aren't really paying as much attention as the average literary critic is to a book.
3: So, So. Paul, I play with you in Wednesday and you do kind of have a voice for Basrick. But do you do voices like as much as Jake does when when DMing? I –
0: it depends okay, on the fair. game. Uh, sometimes I do like to switch up the voices. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. It depends how silly the character is basically. Fair.
3: Yeah. Jake is very good with voices and pretty good at silly voices. Every single especially.
0: hobo I've ever played has a different voice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> prospector humor. Like Will Ferrell, prospector. <laughs>
0: I eat healthy. Yeah. like my friends.
4: Yeah. yeah I've got to give you all props on uh, doing the voices. I try, but voices I am in no way, shape, or form – any type of voice actor
2: well a whiskey helps yeah. being drunk helps being yes. drunk helps with voices immensely because you're no longer judging your own performance No, yeah. so
4: it's like oh i want to give them this type of accent
2: the amount of times i've had my irish accent slip yeah. into australian just is, oh no no, that's
4: what i do if, if you really Mid, do it. mid-sentence it switches from like oh this is far west and oh now it's going way to
0: the east yeah, all i'm saying is it, just yeah. outrageous Practice. accents are a good way to make up for that
3: yeah, exactly. That makes them memorable.
0: But, <laughs> but So on, but, on top of all that, uh, a character that you create, an NPC you create, keep in mind, any NPC your characters don't latch onto within the first, uh, I guess, scene they're in, they're probably not going to latch onto after unless they're crucially important.
3: And you need to throw them back. For, for example, partner.
0: I had a, a fairly, I want to call him boring, but he was pretty white bread, uh, NPC named Doc Boggs, Dr. Boggs. Uh, who helped the PCs in almost every conceivable way, and who at the same time uh, had something to say on everything? But people liked him less than they liked the uh, the man living by the dockside, trying his best to make his life his life work with all the horrible things that were happening around the city. People cared less about really old cool. Doctor Boggs.
2: <laughs> I definitely I definitely feel you on that. Um I think one of the better, probably the best NPC I've ever come up with, and this is where I sit on NPC creation now that, you know, it's kind of my turn. Uh so when it comes to me making important NPCs, I usually A I like there's three things I look for. A are they if they're gonna be with the party for a significant time, do they fill any role that the party cannot do for itself? Um Or are they going to be clashing with somebody? Because obviously when you're making an NPC, and I'm going to make a pretty extreme comparison here, but um, if you've seen The Last Jedi, um, everybody's favorite little soccer ball droid, BB-8, is the best example of how not to do an NPC. (laughs) <laughs> because while Finn and Rose are running around on uh the sh- on the big old the big old ship on the uh, casino
1: planet
3: on Bite. well they're also on oh, the yeah, casino planet, then, but yeah. But then on the Star Destroyer,
2: yeah. yeah while well, well, they're on the uh, on the Super Star Destroyer, uh, baby's new ride, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They, uh, you know, while they're running around and being completely ineffective, BB 8, like, single handedly jacks into an AT walker, like, kills about 300 stormtroopers. That, yeah. that's, that's low balling. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Flies that ship off of the casino planet. Yeah. In first Flies place. a ship
2: off the casino planet. Basically, like, if that was a DD game, that is your party running around, you know, and stuff. And All just. the like,
0: NPC solves everything.
2: Yeah. Sucking at everything. And. BB-8 just comes in and fixes the problems and, you know, we're sitting there in the audience like, yeah, that's great. But then after the movie, I was like, wow, they made Finn, who was awesome in the first movie, just kind of like useless. We're running around. We're doing laps. Uh, now, I'm going to contrast that and compare that to R2-D2, the best droid in the series. I will fight you on the moon. Oh, I love R2. And here's why. R2-D2. So he's D2, the best
3: NPC sort of character. Is what yeah, he's
2: also the best example of an NPC sort of character. And here's why. A he is useful, he's recognizable. Um he's likable but he never like he never single-handedly dominates what you could deter- uh classify the party is doing. Yeah, he like, fills great well, assistance roles. The, only the original Max. trilogy. Yeah. In the prequels, I'm not going to talk about the Geonosis
3: stuff. factory. Yeah,
2: well, <laughs> we're not even going to talk about the prequels. Yeah, the the only thing he does in the original trilogy um, that is, like, crucial and vital is when he saves them from the trash compactor. Yeah, though But it, even it, then, that is a great, like, that is a great d d encounter in and of itself. There's something in the compactor, the walls are closing in, and your beloved little buddy, you know, is up there trying to help you. And you're just like... We love you. We love you, character. Please Hurry up! You, Help. You have this
3: skill that we don't exactly. Yeah.
4: And since Paul brought up the prequels, think about it this way: RTD two was in his young, rambunctious days, and then as he started to get older, got
3: wisdom.
4: His uh wheels don't spin as fast anymore. <laughs> You know, his his, jump his joints are a little bit creaky. So He's just swearing at
1: Luke.
3: So he
2: just tones it back a bit. It still really upsets me, too, that these droids are basically sentient, thinking, living things, and we just tack them on stuff to get blown up because they're not real. I'm surprised the droids haven't risen up and tried to kill everybody um, yet in Star Wars, but whatever. Oh, uh, uh, hold sure on,
3: there's an arc in Clone
4: Wars about that. Yeah, there, there is. Remember no, the droid wars?
3: The droid wars. Yes, quite. Um, but... Uh, that same sort of thing, though. So, uh, having an NPC kind of like BB-8 who does a lot of stuff, sometimes when your players are just rolling real bad, that might be useful. Yeah, to, like, well,
2: sometimes sometimes you gotta have them, them step dying. up. So, but, you know, back to the main thing. When it comes yeah. to integrating somebody, you want them to simultaneously be very helpful, but not outdo the players. Uh, my favorite NPC I've ever made is Fairweam Spartak. The socially awkward orc wizard. Um, you know, smartest orc of his generation. You know, he's obviously he, he's a wizard, Harry. Okay, you know, he's he's smart enough
0: sixteen, to- smartest orc of his generation.
2: Yep. Uh, you know, well, and with some levels, he's finally hit intelligence twenty. You know, Einstein, oh. the orc, uh, the smartest orc possibly of all time but he immediately became endearing to the characters to my party for two reasons. A, my party loves to roll damage dice and he was a wizard. So all I had to do was have him do battlefield control tactics and every now and again throw out a fireball just to remind everybody like, hey, yeah, he can I roll a bunch of dice too. But, you know, for the most part, you know, darkness, grease, uh, wall of force, you know, useful spells. Useful spells. And now he hangs out with a halfling that thinks he's an orc.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So a he, he, good old buddy he, comedy, you
2: know he he was always very helpful in combat, but he never uh, stole the scene. Yeah, he never saying. stole the scene. And then also too, it was a lot of his personality because he I I tried to take as many. I, there's another NPC that's his brother, which is the most standard orc to orc. You know, he's big, he's Ajax. strong. He yeah, he he's big, he's strong. He likes to fight people. He likes to kick all the ass. On the flip, Ferowim is very shy, very, you know, he doesn't like to make eye contact. He, you know, cowers himself even though he's like six foot ten, you know, but he, he only looks like he's six foot six because he's always just kind of hiding in his little bubble. He was and he,
0: six foot ten if he could only just stand up straight.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and he doesn't make eye contact and he always like talks very softly and has no faith in himself. And for whatever reason, the party, just because they were playing all, basically the cool kids, you know, they're just like, no, nah, man, you get to sit with us. You get to sit at the cool kids table.
1: Yeah, actually,
3: Irvine is a huge They talk. loved Call him. Out.
2: Yeah, no, they uh, they loved him. I
4: just want to backtrack to uh, where he said he doesn't make eye contact with anyone. He makes eye contact with my character all the well, time. Yeah, but just you're just three foot I'm, tall. Yeah. Still makes eye contact.
0: It's because you're a bunch of jocks.
2: You don't understand the,
0: what cool kids <laughs> are thinking about.
2: So that's, that's rule one is never ever take, overshadow the party. Yeah. Never overshadow the party. Now rule two is the only excuse to break rule one. And that is if you are using an NPC to literally introduce like a brand new plot line. For example, the party, you know, the party finished off their, like their first, you know, chapter of a campaign or however you want to phrase it. And, you know, like they beat that villain and they've spent, you know, the last five months drinking and whoring because that's all every party does on downtime. Yeah. yeah.
3: Buy some land. Buy and some then land. finally, you know, like
2: they get, oh, hey, yeah, you guys got another little thing to go do. So they go off and they go do their little thing. You introduce them to a very powerful NPC who doesn't necessarily have to fight the party, but he, you know, has a quest, flexes the might, you know, a little bit shows, you know, hey, there's a problem. Hey, I need your help. And even though he's a big bad guy. You know, he like, he's a big, tough, you know, mean dude or powerful wizard or druid, however you want to phrase it. Paul, you were going to say something.
0: I was going to say – I think you might remember in the very first game we played together, um, you had an ogre hire you to do some jobs for her. And that was another way I introduced, I think, a pretty cool NPC because she introduced a couple plot lines, one after another because she said, oh, yeah, you're great hunting buddies. Hey, can you help me uh, hunt a dragon? That would be nice. Just, just real chill. There's a dragon no, we need cash. to hunt. Can I, I can pay you for it. Yeah. Will you help me hunt a dragon? <laughs>
2: You know, well, you know, there's several ways to do it, but yes, introducing an NPC who's outshines the party just a little bit can be done effectively if and only if the party can a like outpace that person really quick. Like a good example would be a level 12 NPC compared to a party of level eights. Like, because still, the party of level eights could just you know get in a circle around the level 12 and kick them in the shins to death. But. The raw power of the level twelve will eventually be balanced out because it won't take the party too long, and they as long as up. you use them sparingly. Yeah, don't take, don't take a level four party
4: and then introduce Beerus the Destroyer.
2: Yeah, or I mean, if we're even going to do, they're a villain. I mean, the be- the best way to put it is like <laughs> <You're> uh <mean. laughs> Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings does a great job of that uh, because obviously you know like you've got the Fellowship, you've got the Hobbits, and then oh by the way, Gandalf, M F and Gandalf. You know, he just goes off hey, don't mind me. You know, you know just I'm kidnapped. just I'm just a level 16 wizard. You know, and Aragorn, what level are you? Five? I can attack twice around. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm still way better than all of you. But it's done right in that movie because you know the Balrog shows up and everyone's like, oh crap. Yeah, and then Gandalf gets some old leaves so that he can get all the sweet loot and levels. Yeah, yeah. And he gets all the sweet loot and levels. But at the same time,
3: he's like, I got this.
2: Good way to write out an NPC. Then he comes back later because everyone loves him and yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is. About the only time you should ever introduce somebody who outshines the party.
3: By a crazy amount.
2: And no. still try to let them have the limelight. Try to let them have fun. Yeah. And then rule number three that's like vital for me to NBC is just if they hate him, just <laughs> drop him.
3: Just kill him. Or I've, have him die. I've realized. <laughs> Fill in an open sewer and drown.
2: Yeah, I've realized way too much. Um, like there's been a lot of times where I've just like wanted an NBC to work and I've tried too hard to make it work. When the players just obviously don't give a damn about said NPC. So just give up. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) you flex the ability of instead of rock falls,
4: everybody dies. It's rock falls, NPC dies.
3: Just the one.
0: Or just have them get arrowed or something while walking. Falls in an
3: open sewer and drowns.
0: Suddenly owlbears burst in. (laughs) Or
4: introduce a big bad that assassinates him. Yeah. And then sweet. Here's your plot hook. And they're hopefully they take it, or fraud. maybe they just don't care. And they're like, yeah, just, thank you. Thank you for getting yeah, rid of him. He was yeah, annoying. Go find this guy and congratulate him.
2: So,
0: Why have you slaughtered your way through all of my minions? We wanted to thank you for killing off the guy we didn't like. Um,
2: okay. You have a funny way of showing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I guess when it comes to, you know, wrapping up with NPCs here, uh, just, you know, final little notes on fun stuff with NPCs. Uh, my final, like, favorite little conceit to do with NPCs, is watching a group because I, you know, I've had a, some girls play at the table before, but most of my groups usually end up just being dudes, and
0: unfortunately, unfortunately that's just kind of the hobby
2: is yeah, that's annoying. kind of the way the hobby set up, but that's um, changing
1: thankfully. Yeah.
2: But there is nothing funnier than introducing like the very cute girl NPC and then watching all of your male friends awkwardly hit on you. Yep. as the NPC. Yeah, yeah, as the
4: NPC. Yeah, that's what happened when they tried to uh, perform in the bar. It turned into,
2: oh, now I'm Jenny, and all my friends at the table want me. Yeah, no, there's nothing better than just having your friend who's a little drunk. Tom, I'm sorry for putting you on the spot like this. Jeez, I'm sorry, but just, uh, yeah, just having Tom who's a little drunk and describing like, uh, and he's like, what's the, what's the cutest girl in the bar look like? And I describe her, and he's like, all right, Jake, I'm about to spit some game at you. <laughs> I'm just like, and I just like grab my drink, and I'm like, okay, buckle Here up. We go. All right, guys. So we got to end. We got to wrap the show up here. A uh, couple of things, a couple of announcements, I suppose. Uh, so college is a thing, and everybody here except for me is in college in some shape, way, or form, um, including our other host, Clint, who is sometimes here, sometimes he's not. Point is, everybody here is pretty busy, and it's uh, everything's kind of like culminating, and we're people are running out of time. So we're going to have to put the show on hiatus for about 2 months Ish. until people uh you know until everybody until semester ends yeah until the semester ends and everybody's schedule can clean up cuz you know it's we if we I all got another C, yeah.
3: I'm going to get kicked out of my program.
2: Yeah, we if we got uh, you know we all got finite time. So, here's what we're going to do uh in the meantime uh we will be back to doing weekly shows in 2 mm-hmm. months. Uh we are going to on our Facebook page uh I believe Paul and I are going to be doing and Nacho and Clinton whenever basically whenever we can get time we're going to like try to do some like short videos talking about things that are happening or things that are going on um to put on the Facebook page just to tide people over we're not happy about having to do this hiatus either but it's it's, it's just the way the world it's is it's got to happen right now um so on that depressing bombshell uh
3: we will be making fun stuff. Yeah, we uh, will including be making DM's guild stuff.
2: Yeah. Uh we are going to however in that time we are also going to try to uh get the Riragon uh city thing on the DM's guild for everybody to use. Uh and we're just going to try to do what content we can when we can. So, uh we'll be back in April, I believe is the plan, end of April. Yes. Uh we're shooting for the end of April. Bring the show back. Uh, we're just going on a little hiatus. It will be back in some form or fashion, some way. We're just gonna we're gonna figure it out. Uh, you can
3: support Podcast Detroit and help them create their Ann Arbor studio. So yeah, yeah, it things
0: much easier.
2: Yeah. So I guess uh, in closing, if you like our stuff, please like, please share, please tell people about it. We're gonna keep coming Producing out with content. content. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna. Start getting stuff on YouTube and, and don't forget uh, get our contest, stuff all figured out.
3: The likes contest is still on, so I tell your friends. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. still looking for five hundred likes on our page.
2: We will not cancel that. Yep, nope. So I'm I am going to get canceled. to. I will I will be damned if I do not get this Facebook page to five hundred likes and I get to send books out.
0: We want to buy books. Yeah, yeah we want right to buy books. Would out. like to buy you a gift. Please like our page.
2: So, all right, guys, that's about all the time we got for this week. Again, we're sorry we're going to miss everybody. um we're gonna we're we're gonna try to find a way to do this. Uh, follow us on yeah, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. We'll make announcements there. Uh, we'll start using our Twitter, I guess. Uh, we'll we li- have a Twitter. Someday. Yeah, we have a Twitter. We'll make the links to it. We have a Twitter. I'm just bad at using Twitter, mm-hmm. and that. um, that's why I don't have one. Yeah, you exactly. Fix
3: your phone because you can't really use well. There's computer Twitter and
2: stuff. Uh, but yeah. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, thanks for the love and support and everything. Uh, and hopefully we will be back soon. Uh, Until then, I'm Jake.
4: I'm Nacho. I'm Paul.
3: I'm Helen.
2: And we are the 3DM's podcast, and we want everybody to roll really well this week.
1: We love you. We'll be back as soon as we can.
3: Yeah, hit us up on Facebook. We're still here.